Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. An open letter has been written to the Minister of State at the Department of Housing, Local Government and Heritage, Peter Burke, surrounding legislation for a directly elected Mayor of Limerick. Chair of the Labour Party here in Limerick, Anne Cronin, wrote to the Minister for an update on the legislation, while also claiming that the government is dragging their feet on it. And you might remember we chatted to Minister Peter Burke on this show about the controversy over powers a directly elected Mayor for Limerick would have in July. And here is what he had to say then. And I signaled very strongly at that committee, for anyone who wishes to read it, that we would introduce amendments to the legislation at committee stage to bring in those key powers that a new mayor needs. Because one thing I'm very clear on, a mayor with a mandate but no power would be a failure. I am very clear, as Stephen quite rightly pointed out, this is the biggest reform in local government for over a century and we really need to ensure that it is of value to the people of Limerick and will deliver for the people of Limerick. There's clearly no point in asking us to elect a mayor without the specific powers required. And let's be quite clear here, Joe. I'm not. I signal very clearly for all to see at the pre-legislative committee hearing that we would be bringing the additionality in. I know how important this is for the people of Limerick. And that's why I'm having a series of bilateral engagements with all the lead government departments to deliver on this. And like you point out that John has amassed significant experience uh, in the Department of Finance, uh, whereby it can be very difficult, and he will be very aware of this in terms of to get additional powers down. But I have also amassed significant experience in the local, go- local authority sector. I've been here, look at my own county, I've served in local government, and also in the private sector as well. So I absolutely know what is needed for Limerick in terms of this product to be meaningful, to add value to the people and the citizens. Okay. Because Do you agree, Minister, that where it is right now is not where it needs to be at the end? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I think anyone who understands the legislative process would know that from once we receive the report, i.e. exactly what the mayor should be, you can't the very next day turn around and say, hold on, I have a piece of legislation with everything here on it. Uh, John, Stephen and other actors down there will absolutely be aware. You have to have engagement bilaterally with each government department to get agreement as this has so, to go. So, okay, so, so can I just understand this, Dana? Are you, are you sorry, saying... No, 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 no sorry, Minister. Me, me, no, Minister. Minister. No, no, I'm sorry now. I'm chairing the discussion. You've said this to me twice. I'll ask the question and I will give you an opportunity to answer it. But what I am asking is very clear. Are you suggesting then that what the government departments have done is they've come with a starting position, that starting position you don't consider to be adequate, but ultimately the legislation that we will get will underpin a proper, effective, directly elected mayor? No, the starting position is the implementation advisory group where it sets about the recommendations that have to be delivered from each government department. My job is to meet the department and get the framework to deliver that, which will be in the legislation and which will have these key powers. So this new mayor will have these powers that the implementation advisory group did signal. Well, that was Minister Peter Burke giving clear commitments on this show in July about the new directly elected mayor of Limerick role. And Anne Cronin, chair of the Labour Party in Limerick, joins me, who wrote that open letter on behalf of the Labour Party. Good morning to you, Anne. Morning, Joe. So there you go. That just repeats what the minister very clearly said. What's your take on it? Well, I think you actually hit the nail in the head there in that final piece of the interview by, by you know, clearly saying to him, is this the starting point? And I think both people who looked at it 
heard that interview and heard what Peter Burke had to say afterwards felt the same. I know that the Labour Party did that, you know, this is government coming with very much watered down version of what we voted for back in 2019. And depending on the level of engagement from Limerick people, organisations based here, you know, companies based here, that they will be forced or their hand will be forced to devolve more powers to this role. I mean, that's really essentially what the Labour Party is doing here by writing this letter to Peter Burke is to, you know, to add our voice to the voices that are there in terms of pushing for the most you know, robust legislation we can. Um, we voted back in 2019. We were promised that we would have you know, a role that added value to what was already there that would give us as a county more empowerment in terms of our decision-making, a mayor that would be able to make decisions in the best interest of Limerick people in the city and the county. Um, and we it seems like now we really have to fight for it. Even though, you know, we got it over the line, um, it does feel like it's a fight to ensure that this is not just, as many other people have said, an overpaid lobbyist. Right. I mean, we need somebody that has the budget and has the power. I mean, is there any citizen of Limerick City and County, including those listening right now, who would want to see a new mayor without what is required to make it a genuinely meaningful position? I can't speak for anybody else other than, I suppose, the party at the minute. But I mean, we feel that another... You know, somebody that, like I said, an overpaid lobbyist that um, doesn't have the powers to, you know, to, 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 to do something around housing. Because I suppose they're the big issues that we're looking at. Housing, climate action, COVID recovery, economic recovery for the city and the county, the repopulation of our city, which is probably one of the biggest issues we're facing, affordable housing, you know, things like that. If we have somebody... That's just cutting ribbons and saying this is the new government policy on housing, this is the new policy on affordability, whatever it is. That's kind of what we have already. Okay, so would you prefer, put simply then, to have no directly elected mayor rather than what you've just described? I think it would be really bad for the city and the county if that's what happened. Um, I can't, you know, give you a definitive answer on, you know, what the party would say. But I think most people, genuine actors involved in this, want somebody, you know, like, I mean, we just have to look across the water. Look at cities like London, like Bristol, for example, a city that has significant public debt, but has a directly elected mayor that has come in there with a certain budget and can actually put real practical programs in place that support marginalised communities, uh, underserved communities, get people back to work that didn't have employment opportunities before. That's what we want. Somebody that can actually get in there and, you know, challenge the government, challenge uh, central government uh, around uh, do, some of these Do you decisions. see the Labour Party running a candidate in such an election unless you are satisfied that it has the powers you talk about? I think it would be very hard. It would be very hard to go out there um, and, I guess, speak to the electorate and make promises around delivering on issues like transport and housing and, you know, all of the things that we voted on, um, you know, public infrastructure, 
crime and things like that, stuff that, you know, we voted on day one. It would be very hard to put um, a manifesto in front of people knowing that this is lip service, that actually, genuinely, underneath all of this, we don't have the powers, we don't have the funding to do it. There's obviously a lot of worry about this. I mean, as I say, you've sent this open letter to the Minister Concerned. We heard what the Minister had to say um, to us. We know that others, John Moran has spoken about this, um, Stephen Kinsler of the University of Limerick has spoken, many others as well. There's a lot of concern here. Now, I know it was an advisory referendum that was held, and we did point that out on this show during the many debates in the run-up to the referendum itself. But at the same time, there was an understanding between the people and the government that if it were voted for, a directly elected mayor with significant powers would come in. Absolutely. Sorry? No, that's fine. Carry on, yeah. No, absolutely. I suppose we were promised more than what we have. And what we have is, you know, um, an executive that makes decisions behind closed doors. We have councillors that will readily put their hands up and say, look, there's not a whole lot of involvement here for us. There's not a lot of change we can bring. So what we were promised by government was a role that would add value. And I guess another, you know, ceremonial role, that's not adding any value. We have that already. We we need somebody, a custodian, that has Limerick front and centre that can attend government meetings and can put the case for Limerick. And I'll just give you one example. Joe, recently, in terms of the debate around the uh, Affordable Housing Act, you know, there was the, the, the additional, um, there was an additional made to the uh, additionality added to the Act that affordable, that any housing delivered by the Land Development Agency in Dublin and in Galway would be 100% affordable. So all housing delivered in Galway and Dublin through the Land Development Agency, it would be affordable housing. There was nobody in there fighting for Limerick. So Limerick is still 50% of housing delivered by the LDA will right. be affordable. Okay, uh, uh, just on, on the core point then, what are we going to do about this in the sense that, you know, we, we don't even know at this point are we going to see an election um, next year. We still aren't sure of what the powers are going to be. Do you see you know, civic society in Limerick, uh, politicians of all parties and none that agree with your position on this, uh, the business community, um, other um, key organisations in Limerick and indeed citizens making a stand on this together and saying either give us a role that means something or don't bother. I think that's the ambition. That was why I wrote the letter on behalf of the party and the party wanted us to to take this position because I think, you know, when there was that pre-legislative scrutiny in July, it was something that animated the public and people got involved in. It's fallen a little bit off the radar again, probably because the government isn't sitting. But now that the doll is reconvening soon, we wanted to write this letter very clearly stating our position, but also to encourage other citizens you know, private citizens, companies, organisations. I've seen that the Chamber have put a very strong submission together, as did John and others. But we really, really need the people of Limerick to kind of, you know, to, to, to contact their local um, the local TDs and to say, look, we voted for this. We were the city or we were the county that stood up when others didn't. We put ourselves forward and said, right, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to get ourselves a directly elected mayor. Somebody, like I said, that will fight for Limerick people 
fight for a better economy, a better recovery, better housing, um, as well as, you know, I mean, th- these are the issues of the day, housing, climate change, um, and how we recover from COVID. And it really, really does feel that Limerick needs somebody pushing to ensure that we get um, get a fair share or get a, a fair crack at the whip, certainly. Okay. All right, well, listen, it's not going to go off the agenda here either, I can tell you, on uh, Limerick Today or Live 95, because it is very important, however it eventually washes out. Uh, thank you uh, to Anne Cronin, who is chair of the Labour Party in Limerick, telling us about that open letter they have sent to the relevant Minister of State, Peter Burke, on a directly elected mayor and the powers of that role. This is before we ever get to an election and who ends up in the job. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.